0: Um, I'm going to be talking about finding our harvest. Finding our harvest. It's a very important thing. We need to ask the Lord, where is our harvest? Where is it? Where's the field right? So many times we waste our time on stony ground. Now there's people at the stony ground that need to be reached, but so many times we waste our time at the stony place, at the desert place, when there's ripe fields before us and we're not seeing them. Remember Jesus told about the story about the the parable about the man going and sowing. He sowed along the way and some of the seed fell alongside the road some seed fell along the rocky place and some fell on good soil. Well that's what we need to find is the good soil in our harvest here in Wapiton and Breckenridge in this corner of North Dakota. And we need to find that. We need to find that good soil in Minnesota and in North Dakota. And and even South Dakota. And you're saying, well, we got the richest soil in the world. However, we still have a lot of stony hearts. A lot of stony hearts here. And we need to reach them for Jesus. Let's start here in Matthew 9, 37 through 38. Then he said to his disciples, this is Jesus, the harvest is truly, the harvest truly is plentiful. That's what the Lord says to us. Um, What we need to do every week, starting next Sunday, is raise the camera up so nobody needs to crouch down in front of there. Um, The only place they need to be bowing is before Jesus at the altar amen we need to make it easier for people to get a tissue or something but he says the harvest is truly plentiful now this is what jesus is saying so if the harvest is truly plentiful what's your question come on if the harvest is truly plentiful here in Wapiti in breckenridge in the tri-state area of minnesota north dakota and south dakota What's your question you should be asking yourself? Yeah, how do we find them? That's why I'm preaching about finding the harvest. Lord Jesus, we thank you and we praise you, Lord, for this message today and for your anointing today and for giving us this message from you today because, Lord, we need to ask this question. Because, Lord, there are people in our community. In our neck of the woods, in our harvest field, that need you, Jesus, and we are missing them. I know our folks have been trying to get out there where the people are and tell them about Jesus, but for some reason, they're missing it. And Lord, we must be not casting our nets on the right, correct side of the boat. Help us, Lord, with that. Give us spiritual discernment, Lord. Paul said, don't just seek the just tongues and interpretation of tongues, but seek the more important gifts. I'm not saying that tongues and interpretation is not important because we do need to hear from you, Lord. Lord, we need to pray in the Spirit so that we can be built up in our holy faith. But Lord Jesus. We need discernment to discern where we should walk and talk and reach. And so we praise you for that. We thank you for our little broadcasts that we do every day, our devotions in the morning, Lord. And thank you, Lord, for all the people that are tuning in, Lord. But, Lord, compel them to come to church. Lord, you you said in the book of Acts that... You added to the church daily those who were getting saved and we give opportunity for salvation all the time. Lord, help our words by the Holy Spirit get through the clutter and help people see their need for salvation because hell is a real place. If heaven's a real place, hell is a real place too and we don't want to see anyone go there. Our heart is with you, Father. We don't want to see anyone go there, but so many choose to go. So help us, Lord, find our harvest field. And Lord, if part of our harvest field is in Canada, we praise you for it. If it's far away to the West Coast and the East Coast and to the Gulf Coast, Lord, we praise you for it. But Lord, help us to win some here in our community, because, Lord, that is where you planted us to do our work. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. We need to be wise and recognize where our field is ripe for harvest. We talked already about the different soil. We talked about the rocky soil. We talked about the soil that's not very good. We talked about, we already kind of mentioned the good soil. We need to recognize where we should harvest. I was in the, my old barber before he passed away, I was in the barber shop, and a bunch of the old farmers came along, and they were sitting around, and they were laughing at um, uh, some guy who came up from the cities to buy farmland. And he spent $5,000 an acre for worthless stony ground that it was not going to produce anything. And he couldn't believe the farmer got away with selling that piece of property. Uh, In the valley here, land goes for a lot of money. It probably goes for a lot more now today. But that was for lousy land, $5,000 an acre. Now maybe if you were raising cows, maybe that would have been okay, but um, to be able to get any return on the land when everything around it is so fertile and beautiful. Boy, you should see how dark, uh, rich the soil is around us. Before Every year the farmers get the fields ready to plant and they look so rich and inviting for plants to want to grow there. And that's the soil we need to find. We spend so much time amongst the rocky places and the weedy places. That we don't see where we need to go and sometimes we need to toil to get the land ready for the longest of time our property that we own in minnesota uh, we could grow any type of tree you wanted to grow well this past summer we got really aggressive and you know what we were able to get grass to grow and guess what there was no more trees because we got really aggressive going after of course we hired the right guy to help us out and we're hoping that right guy comes here to a church and we're really wanting that right guy to come along and take care of the grounds of the church because he needs Jesus too and I believe that because um, of all the work that somebody has been doing in his life that he's, he'll be so ready to know Jesus as his savior because boy if anybody needs him he does he needs that hope because he's one of the nicest people he ever wanted to be around. Uh Uh-oh, somebody's beeping. I left my phone at home. (laughs) Let's, Let's look at the rest of that verse in verse 37 before I forget to finish it. The harvest is truly plentiful. But here's what Jesus says the problem. But the laborers are few. Therefore, Pray the Lord of the Harvest to send out laborers into the harvest. We might be having tr- technology problems today because I don't think the computers got updated. They didn't just automatically update; they had to be told to. I got the update at home, so I figure everybody else did. So, you know, it, once the update is done, it was for Windows. So, if, there, if you're seeing a little technology glitch here or there. Don't worry about it. Just listen to what I have to say. The laborers are few. Are, Are you busy in the labor field? Are you busy being a laborer? Or are you too busy not laboring? My word, some of you guys, there's at least one person here who has a captive audience all around him. You know, every other t- every other day it seems like they're on lockdown you now they all go to eat together they they you know they're in the same building together are are we are we being laborers this is one of the reasons why I'm doing our our broadcast in the morning our devotions in the morning I haven't come up with a good name for it yet um, time with pastor David I don't know I like what Corey did for uh Wednesday night the other night about the encore, you know, um, that was pretty good, and um, we're hoping that we're done with COVID, we're done with cold weather, that we can be here at church from now on on Wednesday nights, but um, we did that encore so that you'd be ready for the end of the seven churches, and then we're going to go to Matthew 24, because everybody's referencing Matthew 24 before we go on with the rest of Revelation. But here's an example. Oh, it says, therefore pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into harvest, and we'll come back to that. But here's another example besides harvesting in a field. Peter and the boys are going out to harvest fish. They're fishermen. And Peter and the boys are, go out, and they fished, all night and caught nothing now now these guys were not amateur fishermen the, Peter today if he was alive he'd have a show on TV where he's catching trout I mean he'd be he'd be one of the famous guys out there he'd be winning awards for fishing that's how kind of fisherman he was and uh, he actually was um, in partnership with his uncle and so they had a fishing business that's how he made his living that was his livelihood before jesus called him but the boys were out fishing all night long and they caught nothing and jesus comes along smiles at them now now this is jesus is having fun with the boys they've fished all night and got skunked. And Jesus just comes along and smiles at him and says, hey boys, try casting your net on the other side of the boat. If you don't see that's funny after guys have been out there <coughs> all night long and somebody comes along and says, cast your net on the other side, you're going to say he's crazy, but it was Jesus. <laughs> um, when Jesus speaks, you want to be obedient. And the boat almost sank because the nets were so full of fish. Now that's how it happened the first time, and they had to call the other boats out there, guys, bring out the boats back out, you got to help us, we're sinking. And they to get all the fish out of the net. The second time it happened, Jesus Died and he rose again, and the boys decided say, Peter says, "Well, we're waiting around here to figure out what Jesus wants us to do next." He said, "Let's go to meet me in Galilee." So let's go fishing. All right, Peter. You know we're waiting on the Lord to show up. Let's go fishing. So they go out. They go fishing all night and they catch nothing again. All of a sudden they look on the shore. Here's this guy. He's got a campfire going and he's making breakfast up there. He's frying up the bacon and the fish and the biscuits and. Oh, that's right. They didn't eat bacon, did they? And so in, my, in my mind's eye, they were having bacon with their fish and biscuits. And he might even make some sausage gravy to go with it. I don't know. But he's got breakfast going, right? And he comes out to Peter and the boys Hey, cast your nets on the other side. And he said, We've been fishing all night. There's nothing. This is not the time to go fi- Cast them over. And they did. And the nets were so full of fish. And then Peter realized who it was it's Jesus. <coughs> they were so far enough offshore that they couldn't recognize who was there making breakfast. But when the nets were so full, he says, I know who that has to be. The last time that happened, it was Jesus telling us to do it. And Peter, the funniest part of the story, is Peter puts his coat back on, and he, he's already had his coat off, fishing all night. It's getting warm because the sun is coming up. He takes his robe, his coat off, you know, and he's there, and they're fishing. They catch the fish. He starts pulling and realizes it's Jesus. And what does he do? He throws his coat back on before he jumps into the lake. And he swims to shore. And the rest of the guys are just shaking their head. Peter, as they're rolling in, you didn't have to get wet. (laughs) And they have breakfast with Jesus. Here's my question from the two stories. Maybe we're casting our net on the wrong side. Maybe we're casting our net on the wrong side, and that's why we're not catching anything. Maybe that's why we're missing our harvest. We're not casting our net on the correct side of the boat. Jesus tells us we need to be praying for workers and be busy working ourselves. Did you hear that? Sometimes we get so busy just praying that we forget we're supposed to be doers of the word. James says, don't be just hearers of the word, but be doers of the word. That was his whole point of writing the book of James is to get the people to understand your faith has to be backed up by what you do. If you have faith in God, if you have faith in Jesus, you're going to be out there doing what he says you're supposed to do. That's the whole point of James's book. Martin Luther saw, thought it was a gospel of straw. But he didn't get into it far enough to find out that straw was woven into gold. There's your reference to Rapunzel. Not Rapunzel. still um, Rumpelstiltskin. <laughs> Maybe we need to be casting our nets out where the fish are biting. Where are they? The thing about fishing and farming is patience and understanding where to cast your line or to till your soil. You see, results don't come right away all the time. Sometimes it takes a lot of tilling. Sometimes you've got to get that land. If I was going up north to Niagara, beautiful part of the North Dakota, and if I was going to go ahead and live on the farm there and I wanted to go ahead and uh, till where it hasn't been tilled for a long time because Grandma went ahead and uh, took that money that the government would give you for not tilling the land. She rented out so much of the land so that it would take care of her needs. And then she'd go ahead and take the government's check to take care of at least the taxes on the farm. And so she, she was a wise old lady. And uh, um, she knew what she was doing about it. But if I was going to take it over, oh the land that's being rented out, oh I could go farm that, no problem. That's ready to go. That's been tilled, it's been worked, it's been kept up, it's been fertilized, all those good things. I could get a yield out of it. But the section of the land where she had just turned it over into land I'm not gonna till because the government will pay me not to do it, it would take me a while to get that ground ready. Because not only would I have to till it, I would have to make sure that the pH band, all those good things are done right, those certain weeds were gone, so that it would make a good yield. Otherwise, I would just get a bunch of cows and turn them loose out there and let them eat all the weeds. But um, I'm not a farmer. I come from a long line of farmers, but I am not a farmer myself. I grew up in the city. But we need to be praying for workers, but we need to be doers. We need to be doers. This is why when it comes to our Facebook page and our um, Facebook Live and our YouTube page, I think it's so important that we put out the best product that we can give because what are we trying to do? We are trying to use bait to catch fish or have our soil done right so that we can reap a harvest. But that's just one avenue, isn't it? Isn't it? we do a lot of good things. We got a wanna. My word, the way we can do wanna, our place should be packed out with kids because nobody does children's ministry the way we have done it over the years. In fact, when we have children's ministry, people come to us. Well, I I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you a story. We have VBS one year. And we do VBS completely different. We don't just go by what's in the book. We we, we immerse ourselves in what we're doing. We, we, we get into the, the story behind the story that we're supposed to be teaching and all these things and all the little skits and everything. We make it our own. In fact, we ad-lib so many times, we make ourselves laugh. But we've been told, one year we ended up being at the very last VBS and so many of the other churches had done VBS and the kids, parents said, oh, we need to get the kids out of the house so that we can have some peace and quiet because summer was long. And so they sent their kids here to VBS and guess what we heard? Even though we went to the same VBS at this other church or that church, this has been the best one. We've had more fun here. We've learned more here. Why? Because we know how to do children's ministry. Our, our arowana is completely different than any other Awana in the Red River Valley or even in the Dakotas because of one of our Awana leaders. My word, I don't see too many Awana leaders that will get down on the ground with the kids. And they don't really wanna get down on the ground either, but they do it anyway because they're a big kid at heart. And the kids just love her. They think she's she's really special and neat. Even the one that gives her a hard time. Praying for workers and being busy ourselves, this needs to become a priority of our prayer life for new life, along with praying for revival. That God would send us workers. We need workers. It will also help us paying our bills. Hello? I got a report the other day about what some of you have been giving. And I have to thank you for some of your giving over the pandemic because it was way beyond your tithe. And if you hadn't done it, I don't know if we would have had the bills paid. And so I got to thank you. You know who you are, and you know the sacrifices you have made. And God knows them too. Wouldn't it be nice to have a bunch of people come alongside of us and say, hey, we're going to help too, help lift the load, take (laughs) take it off of everyone? You know the greatest thing that ever happened, what Doris lived for, when she was the treasurer of our church, is when a bunch of people would come alongside of her to help her get the bills paid. I won't tell you everything that she used to do to get the bills paid sometimes. She always was grateful for those who came alongside her to work with her, to get those bills paid. every. And she said she always had to rely on the Holy Spirit because she wasn't smart enough, but the Holy Spirit always showed her how to do it and get it taken care of. You know what I want to do in the future? Time you listen to this. I want to at least take 20 kids to Winterfest, Kids Fest, Youth Camp. I don't know how we would have got out of the valley this last week to get there this year. You get to Jamestown and everything was clear and nice sailing all the way to Montana where Winterfest and Kids Fest was this year. But I would love to take 20 kids. if we had a, And I would love to be able, here's my faith, to have to charter a bus to do it. You see, your pastor doesn't dream small dreams. for our, He never has for our church. My faith goes beyond what's here. And just think about the fun we could have. 20. How many kids does most Minnesotans usually have? <laughs> You're not talking about a lot of adults <laughs> to have 20 kids. Minnesotans got the, they accepted the assignment be fruitful and multiply. <laughs> most of them, not all, but <laughs> most of them. We need to be busy with the harvest before the time is past. I'm going to give you a challenge this morning right out of the Word of God. Jeremiah 8.20. Put it up on the screen. Jeremiah 8.20. Listen to what the prophet of old said. The harvest is past. The summer is ended. And here's the sad part. And we are not saved. This verse right here should motivate us. There is a time that is coming when it will be too late to get saved. The harvest will be over. So let's get busy in our field. I'll give you some context for that verse, though, so that you can understand the full context of that verse. Babylon has come to destroy Jerusalem. Isaiah had warned them not to make an alliance with Egypt. It's not going to work out for you. But they had in years past. Now Jeremiah is the prophet. And this is years later. And all of a sudden, Babylon is there to take over Judah and and destroy Jerusalem. And here it is. And the Jews are waiting for Egypt to show up. The harvest is past. Summer is over with. The time to go to war is done. Winter is coming on. They're not coming. And we are not saved. All is lost. Jesus is coming again. Jesus is coming again. And the time to get saved is now. There's a time that's coming. If you would die today, your chance for salvation is over with if you haven't asked Jesus in your heart. It's just true. You walked out and got hit by a bus and you're no more. You're dead. Your time of salvation is over with. Now is the time of salvation. Now is the time to accept the Lord as Savior. Now is the time for us to be busy in our harvest field because one day the harvest will be over with. I just, did a, I just did a word study this week. I've read this before, but I never put it in context with the harvest before. And I did a word study just on the harvest. Because, Lord, we need to find our harvest, so I went and did a, just went to harvest. And if this doesn't motivate us, I don't think anything will. Jesus dying on the cross for us, if that doesn't motivate us, If our love and compassion for others who aren't saved doesn't motivate us, what is going to do it? One day we will all give an account before the Lord and he will reward us according to the things that we do. What is going to be on your crown when you stand before the Lord? Are we going to be busy... And you know what? It does not mean you have the gift of evangelist. You just have the gift of gab. No, or you have the gift of compassion. Or you have the gift that I care about somebody. Or you just have the gift, I don't want to see anybody go to hell, even though I don't like people. I just don't want to see them to go to hell, so I'm going to tell them about Jesus. Ah. Right? I don't like you, but you better get saved so I and maybe then I'll like you. I don't care what your motivation is. Tell them about Jesus, but try to do it in love, please. (laughs) So many people have been turned off because people haven't been loved. But you know what? I am so sick and tired of hearing that excuse. Well, you better go out and love people. No, you better just go out and tell people. Hello? So many people say, well, I don't like people so much, so I don't want to go out and talk to them. Kind of like Tim Allen's characters, you know. All right, got to hurry up here. We need to be... Oh. We need to be scattering seed as we go. So here it is. We need to be scattering seed as we go. But we need to focus on the good soil. What is... What does Mark 4, 26 through 29 said? And again, Jesus said, the kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground. Now, I want you to notice this. I'm not using the one where he's scattering on this soil and that soil and the other soil. I want you to notice this one because it goes back to what I said, that we need to be patient in our fishing and in our farming. The kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground and should sleep by night, and rise by day, and the seed should sprout and grow. He himself does not know how, for the earth yields crops by itself, first the blade, then the head, and after that, the full grain in the head. But when the grain ripens, immediately he puts in the sickle, because the harvest has come. You see, the Lord takes care of most of the work we're supposed to be just out there harvesting scatter seed and then get ready to harvest let the Holy Spirit do the hard lifting and Jesus by the way did the hardest work when he died on the cross the responsibility of believers is to spread the gospel the word if properly sown the word if properly sown will without fail, will the word if properly sown, the word of God if properly sown, will without fail, will have its proper effect. You get it? That was a tongue tire for me, but you get it? We find in verse 28, the law of the gospel in sowing and reaping. If you will sow, you will reap. In verse 29, we find it has reference to the end of the age. When the church will be called to account, that's you and me, let us here at New Life be counted among those working the harvest. Can we say amen? But we need to find our harvest. And that's where we come into praying and saying, Holy Spirit, we need your wisdom. We need discernment to see where our harvest field is. Paul was debating with his missionary crew, where should we go next? Should we go north towards Russia? Or should we go west to Europe? And he was praying about it, and they were debating, and he was thinking he was going to go north and, and, and go towards Russia. And during the night, the Lord gave him a vision of somebody in Europe calling him to come over there. The Macedonian call, it's called in your Bible. And he saw this man calling out to him that he should come there. What Paul probably didn't know is the Holy Spirit already sent Barnabas towards Russia. It was time to take Europe. And so they crossed over and went to Greece and Christianity came to the West. Jesus says in John 4, in verse 39, I want to conclude with this verse. Do you not say, there are still four months, and then comes the harvest? Let's not assume that we have four months, and then comes the harvest. The rapture of the church could happen any day now. We need to get motivated and busy for the Lord. Do not say that there's still four months and then comes the harvest. This is Jesus talking. Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes. What the Lord is saying is if we would just look, he'll show us. Lift up your eyes and look at the fields, For they are already white, For harvest my friends time is getting short it's time to get to work can we say amen and it's time to start asking the Lord where in the field am I supposed to put the sickle in let's start focusing on the good soil let's look at where the fields are ripe because you know what People need the Lord like never before. If you think tough times are here now, it's only going to get tougher the closer we get to the second coming of Jesus Christ. And people need hope in their lives. Why are so much, so many of us depressed now? Because of the lack of hope. Why are so many so anxious now? Because of the lack of hope. Why are so many struggling now? Because they have no hope in their life and only one can give hope and that's Jesus Christ, because he gained us for us hope when he rose from the dead. He got the victory at the cross. He took all of your problems, all of your sickness, all of your diseases, all of your anxiety, all of your depression. He carried it on the cross. He carried COVID on the cross. He carried cancer on the cross. He carried it all on the cross for you. Even failed kidneys. He carried it all on the cross. And all we have to do is put our faith in him. And then he said it is finished. When we come to know him, it is all that stuff is finished. And he makes us into a new creation, a new creature in him. And then he gives us hope because he rose from the dead, because he is who he said he is. So let us get busy. Let's start working the harvest. Let's lift up our eyes to see where God would have us to walk into the harvest field. Let's see that harvest field. Let's listen to the Holy Spirit so that we're casting our net on the correct side of the boat from now on. Let's get out there. Let's win some for Jesus. Amen? And then let us be praying for workers. We need workers. We We need musicians. Boy, do we need musicians. Oh, we got a good DJ, but we need, a, we need musicians. Man, we could have so much fun with musicians. We need them. Hallelujah. I might have, make Hal go learn how to play the piano or something at his age. <laughs> That'd be interesting after your stroke, playing the piano. <laughs> and and, and uh, praise God. But maybe i just put you on the drums. At least you could go boom, boom, boom. And so praise the Lord. Let us pray, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for the field that you have put us in. We thank you for the boat that we sail in. Lord, give us wisdom, give us discernment to see our fields here, our mission field here in Wapit and Breckenridge. Lord, help us to see in this tri-state area, Lord, and then beyond, Lord, our mission field. Lord Jesus, Lord you help us through our giving to help reach so many in peru lord but lord we want to see so many reached here in the in this tri-state area lord for you lord help us to see where the fields are white help take the scales off of our eyes lord so that we can see and give us discernment lord help us to listen to the holy spirit help us to follow your leading lord to see souls saved. Oh, Lord. And then we're going to believe that you're going to add to the church daily those who are being saved. But, Lord, we need workers. We need workers beyond just musicians, Lord. We need more workers who want to work with kids. We need more workers who want to work with adults. Just workers, Lord, who want to be busy for you because they love you, Jesus, because of what you've done for us. Help us to be true doers of the word we praise you for this we praise you for this in jesus name amen and amen i hope you've been blessed by this broadcast if you've been blessed today by new life will you share it on your facebook page on your feed there or if you're on youtube will you uh subscribe so that you can um see and then let others people um hear about this broadcast each and every week. God wants to bless you even more and we want to be a blessing to you. Well, this is Pastor David Kufall for New Life right here in Wapen in, North Dakota. Now that I'm going to tell you where we're located, at 1021 South Center Street. It's so easy to find. We're right at the end of the airport road. You can't miss us. We're the big white church on the corner. And so we would love to have you come visit us. If you're Coming up from South Dakota, it's really easy. You just come straight up and make a right turn, and there we are. And so uh, we would love to have you come. That's coming through Fairmont. And uh, from, from uh, Breckenridge side in Minnesota, well, it's a little, a little jaunt, but from Wapiton, it's really simple. Just go down 11th Street, get to the airport road, and make a left, and we're right down at the end of the street there. And so we would love to have you join us uh, every Sunday at 10 Every Wednesday at 6, of course, our broadcast, if you can't come, is at 10.30 at 6 o'clock. We can't wait to see you. And for most of you, I will see you on Facebook Live tomorrow morning. God bless you. We will see you tomorrow.